Welcome to Jayan.tv Podcasts. Here we cover topics on living spirituality, deep territory ranging from the heart of the human condition to the most mundane and practical affairs of modern life. Our guest is one of the most provocative and inspiring speakers of our time. Medicine man, healer, tribal leader, visionary, philosopher, just several of the names attributed to Jayan's work. Jayan delivers unscripted discourses packed with living knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll see you on the inside. The use of the word temptation comes from a certain kind of way of looking at things. It's a Judeo-Christian language. Temptation meaning this is the proper way. Temptation means this is the false way. You were tempted to go onto the false way and then you went onto the false way because you are a sinner. And of course there was somebody who tempted you, so he is the enemy. Let's call him by whatever name you want. Um, this is a language. There's a reality and then we use language to try to discern or to express reality. But the language has a certain limit and the language can be used to manipulate people. So I say very often this example, um, science, modern science uses chemistry as a language to describe uh, material phenomenon. The material phenomenon is happening independently of the language being used. Now science comes and uses its language to try to express a reality. The language is not the reality. What it's saying is not the reality, it's a model and the language in itself creates an effect in the person who's listening to it. It's got constrictions. So the Judeo-Christian language is trying to express a phenomenon or a reality, if it's the truth, let's, but just let's give it the benefit of the doubt. But now that language is interpreted by a collective and a mind which, and has a jurisdiction to create an effect on the person. If there was no truth to it, nobody would give heed to it. There has to be an element of truth in all lies because the truth is the only thing that attracts people. So there has to be an element of truth that's what captivates your attention and that's why you're ready to submit to it. But the truth is wrapped with poison. So this is just to... So when we speak about the story of Adam and Eve and we speak about temptation, it's like, well, that's because you're looking at it from a Judeo-Christian mindset. When I study Christianity and I speak of Christianity, I'm not in the Judeo-Christian mindset. I know the mindset, I can put myself into the mindset if I so choose, but when I look at it, I'm, not, I, I'm no longer of that mindset. So I can look at what they're saying and extract from it the, the little marble of truth that is there. And the story of Adam and Eve is an amazing story when you can penetrate its mysteries. It's an amazing story, it's beautiful, it's, uh, it's so true. But not in a figurative way and not within the context of a Judeo-Christian approach. Although even within that, to a certain extent, it makes sense, but there's a constriction. It means there is what's right and what's wrong and you're tempted by an evil agent to make the wrong choice and this is overlooked by a God who wants you to fail so he can punish you. And if you succeed, then he loves you. Well, to choose to, to, to surrender to such a place, 
well, I don't like this God. It's as simple as that. It's a very powerful God, but that cannot be God. <laughs> you know, because uh, that's a, that's a, I don't know, that's not, that's not my God. That's all I got to say. It's uh, psychotic. So you can see from that there's a mind that sees things in a particular kind of way. It sees, well, this is the right way. There may be such a thing as a right way. This is the wrong way. Yeah, but it's not addressing why am I not following the right way? If it's the right way, shouldn't the right way be the best way? Shouldn't be it the most intoxicating way? Shouldn't it be the most satisfactory way? No, we're not addressing this. The human being, according to that tradition, is weak and prone to sin. Rigidify, shallow creature of doom. Right? Okay. And now temptation comes and temptation is always blissful. It's always awesome. It's always pussy. Right? It's always... And then, so here life sucks. Unless you're in the little bubble of the Holy Spirit, which is very shallow. It's like being in water of this much. And it's a construct. It, there's an appeasement to it because chaos is extremely exhausting. But sooner or later, you're not experiencing life. Life is so shallow here in that holy, so-called Holy Spirit, which is constructed by that mind. It's not satisfying you. It's not satisfying you in any way, but for a moment you're appeased, so you're going to hide into it, and you're going to be just like, okay, I love Jesus, Jesus loves me, then you're going to sing a song of Jesus, then you, there you go, you've just brought in the Lucifer's technology with your guitar singing a song. That's his technology, by the way, as you're praising your Jesus with Lucifer's instrument. Go figure, you just got hacked, you didn't realize that, because music is made by Lucifer. So, here we go. The hypocrisy is endless, but it's just a misunderstanding. So, sooner or later, you, need, you want to get high because you want to feel alive. So you want to break free from that crystallized mind, which is that, that's what it represents. It shatters it. For a moment when it shatters all the pieces, you can exhale because you no longer have to be like a perfect little fucking Christian. You get intoxicated. You're, you're, you're free to do whatever you like. And very quickly you get exhausted because it's chaos and there's no order. Unless you become a servant of the chaos and then there's an order because priestesses of chaos are also rigid. Not the same kind of rigid as the priestesses of order, but there we go. There's an order, there's a direction, there's a will, there's a function. So this is very deep for most people, they will not understand. But don't you see from that point of view something doesn't make sense? Well, why is the proper way not satisfi satisfying the man, woman? Why is only chaos making me feel alive? Why am I tempted? If I was satisfied, would I be tempted? So clearly you're not satisfied. Am I not satisfied because I'm not committed enough? Perhaps. Am I not satisfied because whatever is there is not satisfying me? Perhaps. Then it makes you wonder, well, maybe this is God. Well, that's what a Luciferian thinks. Well, this is not God. This is the God that wants to prevent you from living. This is life. This is God. Lucifer is therefore the God because he gives you freedom. So there we go, We're, we've entered into that dialectic which somehow resembles very much our society because people are, whether people have accepted it or not, everybody is in that mind. That was the previous mind. Now we're upgrading it, but we're just adding a layer to it. 
everybody is living in a Judeo-Christian mind. I don't know how many Christians there are on earth, but let's say there's about 2.5 billion Christians on earth, out of which maybe half are Catholics. This is the world. Then you have 1.5 who are Muslims. Well, Muslims and Christians come from the same so-called deity. It's just a different approach to the same problem. It's the same God. And let's not talk about the Jews. So you have half of the planet Earth who thinks who are in the same paradigm. And they're everywhere. And modern civilization is constructed on, on the back of Christianity. So don't tell me that Christianity is not everywhere. It is. It's the basic uh, operating system now that's being upgraded. It's still the same. You're just, giving, you're just upgrading it and putting some paraphernalia to it. Everybody thinks that way. So now there are some people who are trying to free themselves from that way of thinking. I respect that. I understand that. But how deep does that go? And why is it there in the first place? Very few people dare to ask or address. They don't care. They just want to new age neuro-linguistic change it so that they can act happy with their hula hoop. But they don't understand how the mind is constructed, for how long the mind is constructed, who's constructed the mind, for what purpose, under whose jurisdiction. Dude, we're talking about cosmic problems. Problem in the sense challenges, not there's a, it's broken. People don't want to look into that. We're in God's supreme creation. It's not one little line that you can adjust by taking a screw and putting it here. Come on, have a little bit of respect for God. So the point is, um, it's not my experience of life at this stage. But I understand the, the, that duality and that mind. I really understand it. I had to go through it myself and uh, let's say break free from it. But when you break free from it, then there is a, a greater reality, which is also in a way dual. It's not dual, but it is. It's like, well, there's life. Why am I going towards things that generate suffering? Why am I a junkie? And why do I love it so much? And if I don't do that, well, I have a problem because then life is shallow. There's no sensation. I feel dead. Well, that's a problem. Why don't we talk about that? I'm not saying shame on that. I'm saying there's a problem. There we go. That's the job of a medicine man. There's a problem. I don't have a problem with a problem. I love problems because problems have solutions. And then we can find appeasement and healing. But people don't want to really look into it. Well, there's a problem because life is not nourishing you. Well, if life is not nourishing you, why? Must you invent life so that you can feel nourishment? And when you invent life, that means you squeeze yourself into a narrative, a mental narrative. It doesn't matter how sophisticated it is. Does it really satisfy you? When a couple of years ago, I, I apologize, I don't know the exact dates. Uh, uh, there's an Indian man that uh, most people will know through his movement, is a Krishna consciousness movement. The people who are seeing Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, yeah, you know, the weird looking people. So this guy came from India, of course, and brought this movement. And he invaded the world with this uh, Krishna consciousness movement. And so many people followed this, and I've met so many of these people. But why are all these people, uh, the majority, unhappy? Now, of course, this is arguable and people, oh, no, no, come on, okay? Because it's, Prabhupada is like a genius and he's giving you a code of conduct and you got to follow the code of conduct and upon following the code of conduct, then 
there will be a moment of bliss and life will pass. I'm like, yeah, but no normal person can do that. It's like Ashtanga Yoga, the Vinyasa Ashtanga Yoga. It's like you have like 17,000 parameters to do postures. And if you can hold on to all these parameters in movement, then it works. Well, if this is what I need to do to find peace and happiness, because who can do this? Well, you're not worthy of God. Here we go, finally. Again, the, the, the mindset is there. Oh, you're not worthy of being liberated. It's not for you. It's not in this life. It's like, I don't know, something's fishy. Because something's unnatural. So for me, this doesn't work. And I see the result and I'm not satisfied by it. And that the supreme uh, representative of this is like a robot, a human robot, can't like, can appreciate ass. I don't know. If you can't appreciate ass, I can't have a conversation with you because that's the most divine thing in the world. That's God's supreme zenith on this It's ass. And you can't appreciate God's genius. Come on. We can't have a conversation when you can appreciate only th things that God make, but you can't appreciate ass. You're fucked. I can't have a conversation with that. This is a work for me. It's, it's inhuman. And the normal people, that means the majority of people on earth, you, you want to disregard like my thirst? No, no, in God there is no thirst. Pray God, you will not be thirsty. Why don't you just give me water? If you had water, you just would give it to me. And then I would not be thirsty. So for me, there's something that doesn't make sense. I've considered this very deeply. Of course, pundits of uh, these traditions would argue endlessly. I don't care because at the end of the day, if I show you pussy, you will fold. End of story. Like, so if you fold to pussy, what does it make of your system? And if you're one of the rare psychotic, the person, one of the rare people who got such a psychic power that you can resist pussy, you will falter in the next life. Because maybe in the next life you'll be born in the body of a Canadian person. You won't have the Hindu heritage locking your mind in your matter like a mad person. You won't be able to sustain it. You will fall to the pussy. And women, they know this. That's why they go to those places. That's why they love going to those ashrams. They, they love to pretend that they're spiritual, but they're surrounded by a bunch of idiots who are going to fold, and it's like a game for them. Let's see if I can get that idiot. And the more he resists, the more it's interesting as a game for her to develop her pussy skills. Look at my pussy. I could get that holy man. He's the most holy of holy, and he folded for my pussy. Well, what does that make my pussy? Fucking holy. Holy pussy. Holypussy.com. W-H-O-L, I don't know, two L's or one L. Let's say one L for the sake of this. Y, pussy, P-U-S-S-Y, dot com. Get, get some while you can. So for me, I just, listen, we can talk about this and go in depth. And uh, I, I don't mean to provoke, provoke anybody who's, who may be listening to this for you to discover. For me, it doesn't work. So I'm clear about myself. You need to be clear about what you're doing. And that's all that really matters. So I'm not too sure how we got to this because this was about temptation and all of this. But at the end of the day, if life is not satisfying you, there must be a problem. So it requires a, a thorough analysis of the problem. And when we study the, the problem, we realize there's a disconnection. It's as simple as that. And we're talking about a practical power and an incapacity for the human body at this stage to be able to channel that power because the body has become so constricted and so tense over so many thousands of years that nobody knows it cannot handle 
the currency of that power. It's like me, put me in the middle of the jungle. I may be, my heritage may be the jungle. If you put me in the middle of the jungle to, with my glasses, I don't know how I'm gonna survive. I wouldn't know how to, because I've been so civilized that I don't know how to do that. In, another word, in other words, I don't know how to handle that power in such a raw form. So we're talking about a supreme cosmic power, which is always there, it cannot not be there. However, you're unable to consciously channel it because your body is not able to sustain it. That's really deep. It cannot not be there, but you cannot, it cannot be awakened and grow. It has to remain in its dormant state, which means that you don't have access to it consciously because you, your body can't handle it. So this is what thinking with a clear head, in my opinion again, means. Like it's a simple analysis. And once the, the thinking process is clear for you, it's up to you, then you have to commit to an experiment, which is what I've done for myself. Do, am I satisfied with the result? Yes, thank you, Lord. Am I going to continue? Yes, please, Lord. That's it. I don't have to convince anybody. I don't care. It's for me. I'm like, yeah, 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 please, more. I've said this many times to people. It's like, would you go back? Never in an infinite life. I'd never go back. Yeah, but you had it better before. No, 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 I, I want to keep going. That's it. I'm clear. But the investigation has to come from a, a, a clean reasoning. And that's what I hope to, to, to share with uh, these videos. It's like just a thinking process that you're most likely unaccustomed to speak to. Most people you're talking to are selling you something. I'm working very hard in being a very neutral position. I'm not selling you anything. There's nothing for you to click. I'm not part of any organization. I'm not part of any group. I am not representing a group that belongs to me or not. I'm like, I'm just a dude talking. As far as you're concerned, I'm nobody. And this is the position I'm in at this stage in my life. Just to get to peop for people to think in a way they're not accustomed to. To think. And that's my strength, I believe. It's very simple thinking, as you can see. It's not complex. You'll meet very intelligent people, extremely strong intellectuals. I'm, I don't pretend to be this at all. I, I'm not. I can discern very clearly. I'm very good at synthesizing, synthesizing things. And uh, it works for me. I'm good. So I'm presenting uh, questions. So that you can uh, look at the problem in a way that uh, uh, the salespeople won't necessarily uh, address. They don't even necessarily even thought the question or address it. They immediately cl cling on to a tradition and say, okay, this is it. And then they tell you the answers. And it's awesome. It's so impressive. When science comes to you and explains phenomenons, and if you're a child, it's very impressive. Well, the same goes with the priests from other sciences. It's very impressive, especially if they're really honed in on their skill set and you're uh, lost. Is it right? Is it not right? I'm not here to say. I'm saying it's impressive. So I'm trying to, no, 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 take a moment. Let's think. Let's look at this. Let's look at the situation. And everybody has sufficient experience to relate to what I'm saying. With the experiences you've had, you've acquired it in your lifetime, if you take a moment and you digest it, you'll understand what I'm saying. You may disagree or agree. It doesn't even matter. But you can understand what I'm saying. Why is the, uh, the solution to my pain as a human being tension?
meaning a strict code of conduct, like the Jews. I don't know how many laws they have, but they got a bunch. It's more than 10. Well, that's why when you look at them, well, they're pretty tense. It also channels a specific kind of energy, which brings us to the mechanics of things, which is awesome to look into, but this is not the point of conversation. Now you look at different traditions, it creates a certain kind of tension. Well, why is a human being bound to tension? All I'm looking for is to relax and surrender, and everything you want to sell me is tension. Now, I can understand that there's basic boundaries that need to be set in order to be able to experiment. I respect that, but that's science, that's another thing. It's like, let's create this atmosphere to begin our experiment so that something can grow from which we can experiment more. I can accept that as a scientist. But that you give me this and I'm like, or, 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 or from the start, I'm a horrible person. You have had no compassion for my position. My suffering as a human being, well, you don't understand me. I said, as I said at the start of this sequence, it's like, well, the first, the, the first moment in my life I relaxed, really, which is when my path really begun, is when a person, a man, recognized my experience. That's all I needed. Because inside of me, I'm like, something's wrong with me, which is the disease everybody's going through. Everybody thinks there's something wrong with them. And they're lost in that and, and in trying to make themselves correct. All I need is somebody says, I understand. And it's not in his words, in his energy. And I'm like, okay. And then that person helped me to organize my thoughts, which were chaotic, so that I can make sense mentally of my experience, which is not mental. That's the gift I received from this man. And I'm forever grateful and forever duty-bound to, to this person because like, you saved my life. You didn't save my life because you gave me a path. You saved my life because you appeased me. And that opened the path. This is my take. And I believe that this is what, and having worked in the field of uh, therapeutics or healing for many years, people just need somebody to understand. And understand is beyond words. It's like, I get you. That's it. You don't, the person can run their mouth and you're like, this is pointless. You want to talk, talk to a shrink. I understand you. Now you're not alone. That's it. And at that part, at that human level, we're connected now. And the deeper the person's experience and the deeper you can connect, the deeper, oh, suddenly we're connected. Yeah, um, I know exactly that experience. I've gone through it. There's nothing wrong with you, but there is a disease. And this is a symptom. Anyways, I digress. Well, there are people who will say they are not worthy of God. And they're in a particular kind of box, in a particular mindset. Then there's the people who say, fuck God, everything I am is wonderful. And they are also in a mindset. Don't you see they're in the same mindset? They're, re they're rebelling against the same construct. I'm not interested in construct, I'm interested in the truth. So if you, if you 
zoom out a little bit. Well, I'm, the fundamental premise for me is God is love and love is God. This is non-negotiable. Which means, at the essence, how can I not be worthy of God? I am made of Him. But in my experience, which means in the everyday world, look how far away I am from having this experience consciously. Look how diseased I am. This is also true. Can I deny that? Now, would God not love me because I'm diseased? No, God made me and made me be diseased. So clearly, this is all His will. However, within the story, there's something that has to actualize itself. Otherwise, there is no story. That's the reason we are here. So something unfolds. So that consciousness unfolds. And by the process of consciousness unfolding, it removes disease. So, in a way, it's a form of purification. But not in the purification as, this is sinful, this is pure. Purification meaning, I'm removing the disease and the actions that the disease pushes me to do in order to survive or compensate. These are no longer required. So I become more, quote-unquote, pure. That means my vessel becomes a better channel of the soul that's inside of me. It's not such a complicated thing. The mind separates things and, oh, I'm horrible. Well, are you really horrible? Yeah, anyway. Am I perfect the way I am? Anyway. But it's still stuck in a mindset. There's something greater than that mindset, which is what reality offers. There is Father God, and Father God is extremely demanding. He's Father God. He's, his demand is simple move forward. Unless you can express the pristine glory of your nature, how can I be satisfied? Because you're not living your heritage. So that puts us in a context of time. And then there's Mother God, who's like, well, you're perfect the way you are, because God made you at this juncture in time, and all your flaws, which are not flaws, their symptoms of disease are perfect because God made those diseases. You are the result of intelligence today. There's nothing wrong with anything. So that's the mother power. So if you worship only the mother power, you got a problem because she'll keep you there forever. And if you worship the father power only, then you can't ever have peace because you're always shit. So the moment you split it in two, Mother God, Father God, you're in the duality again. There is no such thing. There's the God power, and God power has two forms of expression. The feminine, which is all embracing and saying, it's perfect, but it is perfect. If you can see it, if you can become conscious of it, it is perfect. I have been designed this way. I haven't, nobody has chosen to be the way they are. I have been designed that way. It's a literal. Why I have been designed that way? That is the question. So I'm supposed to start from where I am, but not to stay here. There's no such thing in life staying at the same place. It's either you move forward or you go back. That's life. So, have I, so Mother God says, land. 
Come into what you are, come into this reality as it is. Not as you want it to be because you're insane. As it is. And God is here. His supreme perfection is here. It's, it can never not be here. Because if it's not here, then we have a fucking problem because there's no God. But that's not enough. There's also another component. It's like, well, if you don't help yourself to move towards life, you will suffer. Which is what the Father God energy says, move. And they come together because you can't move forward unless you have your two feet on the ground. Two feet on the ground is earth, it's the mother, and you can't move forward unless there's a direction, which is what the Father brings. We're going that way. When you're in the flow, everything is great. When you get lazy, you won't get yourself in trouble. So a little boy is going to run to his mom, and mom is going to do what? She's going to spoil him. No, you're great and wonderful the way you are. That's a crazy mother. That's a mother that's not working in collaboration with the father. Because the mother's all embracing. She never, she takes you as you are now. Whereas the father energy is like what you must become. When you're in the flow of becoming, he's happy. He's not expecting you to be there tomorrow. He wants you to be in the flow of the unfoldment. When you're in the flow of the unfoldment, the father is happy because he's like, well, you ain't got nothing to do. Just relax on the wave and we're there. That's what the father energy is. The father energy isn't looking for a final result because we're talking about infinity. The father energy is requiring, get into the flow of the development. So the, 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 we can say like this, if you're sincere and you begin, you've already arrived. But that's because you're in the flow. If you stop and you get off the flow, there is no more moving forward. So you're as good as dead. So what kind of mother would now take you if it's not a crazy mother, a demented mother, a false mother pretending to be mother. Because if it's the real mother, she works with the father. Of course, they work together for, in the name of life. And she knows you must advance. That's life. And you cannot advance unless you embrace the exactitude of what you are and your design. And every point in my life where I've had uh, openings is when I've totally surrendered to my limitation. Go figure, limitation means the truth of my nature, which is the goddess. This is the truth. Not in a mindset of I suck, I should be better, I'm not good enough, I should be better enough. No, no, that's a mindset. The truth, this is how I'm designed. Then something in me relinquishes. My mind is appeased. I come into what is. Generally a few tears will come. You're not bawling like a little baby because you're unworthy of God. Zero. It's humble. You deflate. Your heart starts to circulate without stimulation. And you internally bow. I'm little. I cannot do more. I've done, I've done, I cannot do more than this. If God wants to do something, God will do. If God doesn't want to do something, I, sub, I submit, it's you. And then generally, because you're alive and God has his plan, something happens and there's an opening. The passage appears. But it appeared from your surrendering to the reality. Not your idea of it, not as it should be, and your persistence and insistence and, and stubbornness. This is all from the mind. And we all have to deal with this. So, for me, it's simple. And what you see if you take uh, 
let's say, different traditions, they're trying in their way to say this. But you've removed the fact that life is actually alive. You're trying to structure it with a construct and a model that's trying to mimic it. Which says for me that doesn't work. Well, that doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with being a human being? Well, there clearly seems to be something wrong with the human being. That's why they're suffering and that's why we've had to compensate with technologies. And I'm not talking about the current technologies, I'm talking about mental technologies. It's to compensate for the fact that there's something wrong with the human being. It's not hard to see, but you have to discern that this is a mental technology. So if they're doing this, they're not stupid either. It's because they have a problem that they, they are maybe not able to solve. It's not because they're not able to solve it that there is not a solution for it. And maybe there's a time under the sun for everything. Maybe it wasn't the time for it. Maybe it's the time now. I don't know. But simple reasoning, simple observation shows. But you see that people and their mind, and I understand, need to cling on to something so that they feel solid. And the stronger the technology, the more powerful they feel. And now I can do this. And, and the Vedas are the greatest because it's endless. So if you grab onto this, you're like feeling you're grabbing onto God. It's not God. It's false. How can it be God? God is not a book and God is not an intellectual knowledge. I don't care where it comes from. This is not God. But it gives you, it's so detailed. It's so fucking awesome. That you as a lost soul drowning will grab onto this. And if you believe in it, it will already help you. Just like people who believe in modern science, but at a whole other level. And if you're insane enough to be able to follow the codes of conduct, well, now you're not concerned with the problem, are you? You're only concerned with achieving perfection so that you can uh, find enlightenment and samadhi. That's, it. That's your new concern now. That's your new obsession. So how is that different from uh, Kanye West? You think about it, it may sound funny. How is that different from the mindset today? I'm going to rule. I'm going to conquer God with my will. It's very sneaky. It's very sneaky. Anyways, food for thought. I'm pretty sure you've never heard of such things, so at least it will make you think. Let's move on. Yeah, from points of view, there is definitely an adversary. Adversary is not enemy, it's adversary. You can see the adversary as your enemy. But yeah, if there is no adversary, there is no story. Women and men are adversaries. They can also be uh, in the same team, but they're different. Depends on your attitude. But yeah, of course, each... There is always an adversary, otherwise there is no story. And we cannot deny that we're in a story. It's your attitude towards it that will uh, change your experience. It's your understanding. So that's why I said the, fun the foundation for me, non-negotiable, is God is love and love is God. So that means everything that exists, including the so-called spiritual thieves, including Lucifer or the demigods or demiurges or the bad... No. Somehow all of that has to come together in one harmonious, coherent reality. That's it. But yeah, at every level there's adversaries. And adversaries is what makes you strong. Adversaries is what makes you 
resilient. Adversaries is what makes you focused and committed. Adversaries is what allows you to unfold. Resistance. How do you build strength? Resistance. But uh, the weight is not your enemy. But some people look at it as my enemy, I must conquer the weight. It's not really there. And I assure you, if they change their attitude, they would gain a much more beautiful strength. It's really a question of attitude. So yeah, there, are, there is an adversary, but who said the adversary is your enemy? So you have to have a global vision of life that encompasses all of that and to discover how it works for yourself so that you can harmonize. Yeah, it's uh, your adversary. But if you're against your adversary, you're going to get angry. But the adversary is not your enemy. He may or she may look like your enemy. But if you go deep enough, it was orchestrated that way. So if they're bad, that means God is false. We got a problem. So if we cannot see how true it is, that means we haven't gone deep enough. Or God is false. Either or, choose whichever way you want to look at it. But if you live in a world where Lucifer is against you, but God made Lucifer, or whatever version of that is, the mind is against you, but you got a fucking problem because your God is insane. If God made these powers, then for what purpose? And why are we not addressing this? Why are we not discussing how he has constructed his world and for what purpose and how to find harmony with this? So if God has made the mind and the mind creates an illusion, well, why? How does the illusion work? What's my experience of the illusion? Where is the illusion going? What's my job in, the, in relation to that direction? What is expected of me? How do I find peace within all of that? So I feel there is a, a requirement for a little more uh, honest investigation. If you say my mind is my enemy, I don't know what you're going to do. You're in trouble. You're going to beat it. You, who's going to beat it? Your mind is going to beat it. A part of your mind is going to beat its own self. Come on. You're insane. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't do that. You'll try. You're going to have to develop really deep, intense psychic powers to be able to, quote unquote, control your urges. You're insane. You're just making yourself even bigger in your ego. You don't realize. Thank you for listening to Jayan.tv Living Podcasts. For more premium content on living spirituality, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our newest episodes. For the full video production of this content, be sure to visit our Jayan.tv YouTube and BitChute channels. You can also access Jayan's book, The Human Experience, which is available for free download at Jayan.tv. And if you appreciate our content and wish to support the growth of these channels, we invite you to make a donation. All links in the description below.